Welcome to this special edition of Don't Forget Your Position. Today I'll be joined by Pat Sexton and we'll discuss the latest English Premier League football transfers as we await the new season to begin this weekend. So sit back and relax and I hope you enjoy this podcast. So this week we have a new guest, Pat Sexton, who is a football enthusiast. Um, I understand he, he's a man of the law and he knows the journalist environment of sport. Pat, how are you today? Good, Nick. Good. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. That's good. Um, yeah, look, a lot, of, a lot has happened in the last few weeks um, in terms of football transfers with everything that's going on. Um, but today we are going to stick to the, the English game. Um, I understand you're a Chelsea supporter. I'm an Arsenal supporter, but we still get along, which is good. Um, but do you have, uh, obviously, we've got William from you guys uh, in the last couple of weeks. Do you have any favourite um, transfers? Obviously, you can stick to Chelsea for this question. Do you have any uh, transfers that, has, that has stood out for you in the last couple of weeks? Well, I mean, as you've anticipated, Nick, as a, as a Chelsea fan, I'm yeah. uh, pretty chuffed with the business we've been uh, able to do so far this uh, transfer window. I mean, you, you just run through the list and it's, it's enough to get anyone excited, really. Thiago Silva, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech. Ben Chilwell and Kai Havertz, along with Malang Sar and um, Xavier Mbemboa. I think Very that's active. Name from Barcelona. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, particularly with Havertz, man, the 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 excitement that's that's generated on um, I know Chelsea Twitter and amongst the yeah. fan bases. Um, I I can't remember being this excited uh, in a long time for a transfer. So I mean, yeah, th- those are definitely obviously my main focuses. Uh, Not so even far. with. Yeah, uh, not even with the Shevchenko transfer back in the day. <laughs> Shevchenko transfer, the uh, back when we were signing strikers that were past it. Yeah, no, this one looks good. He's twenty-one, and I believe he scored for Germany last week. Um, maybe mistaken, but he did play against Spain, and also Werner. For me, I'm I'm pretty worried about Werner and what he can do. Same yeah. with the Champions League. Yeah, definitely, and I think. Um, I mean, all of it goes to kind of uh, Chelsea's new reliance on, on a bit of youth. I mean, obviously, with the transfer ban last year, Frank Lampard yeah. was kind of forced to rely on youth. And it's good to see that our transfer policy is kind of gearing towards younger players as well. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for Timo Werner. I think he slots in quite well to um, Frank Lampard's four-three-three, And actually... Looking at all these all, all these new players, I think another exciting thing is that it frees up um, N'Golo Kante to actually play as a yes. deep lying midfielder instead of um, coming in off the left of a of a midfield three. Which I, I, I don't know about you, Nick, but uh, I, seeing him back mm. where, where he played for Leicester, I mean, I think that's his best position. I agree. I agree, and I, I saw it with Oxlade Chamberlain, who was one of my favourites at Arsenal. He was a very fast player and, you know, uh, Wenger used to play him on the wing, but we all knew that he wanted to play as that deep-lying midfielder. So it's kind of similar kind of thing happening and we saw what he can do with Liverpool. So if Kante can play in the position that he wants to, it's going to be good for him and, and Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously all this adds to our depth as well. I mean, our midfield is yeah. now stacked. We've got, I mean, we've, we've got so many options. So with this season, obviously very much compacted like the back end of last season thanks to uh, the coronavirus. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 looking really good for us this season. If we can if we can hold on to Kante, I know there's been a few whispers about maybe moving mm. him on to generate some money, but um, if we can hold on to him and a few others, uh, I think things are looking up. 
I think you should keep him, especially that he's won a title with you guys um, and he's a boss in the midfield. And, and this whole thing about signing younger players or up-and-coming players, it's changing the, the reputation of Chelsea for, for the better. And obviously having Lampard, you know, at the helm, it's, it's really given a kind of a family feel to the club, which is something which hasn't been there in, in the past. But we're seeing Manchester City just splurging all this crazy amount of money just to whoever and getting sort of, you know, all these sort of bands and these sort of things. You can see Chelsea are really starting to turn a leaf and are being um, trying to change how they're viewed in the world of football. Mm. So it's good to see it is, it is. for them, yeah. Um, yeah, and we, we've seen uh, United being a little bit active as well. Uh, Van der Beek. Van der Beek. Yeah, Van, Van der Beek, I think. I think it's how he's Van der Beek. Um... I always get mixed up with the Dutch pronunciations, but yeah, he's... He's one to watch out for. Yeah, and I mean, even the price for him, for someone coming out of that Ajax team that was um, yeah. kind of so so well touted, um, I think it was forty million pounds. I mean, that's that's a bit mm. of a steal, really. Um, I, to be honest, haven't watched much of Dutch football, but um, yeah, I, I understand he's a mix between a kind of Muller and David Silva. So whether he... A mix between yeah, them that's, two. That's, that's what I've that's what That's I've hard to picture, but yeah. Um, but whether he whether he slots right in and they can play, maybe... I, I'm not sure how a midfield three of him, Pogba and um, Fernandes works, but uh, yeah. e- even if uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer plays a diamond midfield, put someone like Matic or McTominay at the base and then plays Pogba and Van der Beek... Uh, in the in the in, in the two in front of the um, defensive midfield, and then puts Fernandez behind the two strikers. I mean, that that'd be something to watch out for. I think it's gonna be very attacking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that war goes. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you support a team like AX? Just side note, I mean, they've they've had some amazing plays over the years, but they all just seem to coming from an Arsenal fan. I've experienced this a lot, but. Ajax, they just keep selling these plays and they, they go off to better better things. But it, it was sad to see what happened to them a couple of years ago in the Champions League. But, yeah, we'll see where they go from here. Yeah, I think that's kind of their business model, though. I mean, obviously, their academy yeah. is really renowned. and They know, I, I think they're self-aware enough to understand that they're not really a club that's going to keep all their star players for the whole of their careers. It's not like back in, I don't know, the 70s or 80s where they were kind of a destination club. They're more of a yeah. feeder club now. But, I mean, the amount of money that they can generate just from their academies is is yeah. unbelievable. And obviously, they're still really well supported. So, yeah, I think it's it's kind of like a few Portuguese teams like Porto and, and Porto. Lisbon and stuff like that. I mean, they they have good academies. Even even you look to France and see Lyon. I know they're, they're a lot of their... Um, their players from this year's Champions League run are, are looking for moves. And I mean, I yeah. think for kind of not the top tier of European clubs, but clubs just underneath that top tier, I think it's a pretty sustainable business model, particularly if their youth academy and scouting systems are that good that they can replace the players that they, they get rid of. Good point. And also these teams are embracing that fact as well, which is, which is nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another story that, that's come out of all this transfer business talk and, and just, just in general in English football the last few weeks um, has been Leeds United. I personally used to love this club when I was younger because they had Kiel and Viduka and Paul Ocon. So, but now they're, they're starting to be a little bit more active and they've got that Adidas kit as well. Um, those shirt sales might go through the roof in certain parts of 
of the world. So, yeah, looking forward to see what Leeds United can do. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Play, the, playing like, Liverpool first. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time coming, but um, I believe... Rodrigo. Yeah. From Valencia. I'm hearing good things about him. Yeah. Um, again, Maybe not, they're marquee, man. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a player I've seen a huge amount. I mean, I've seen him play in the Champions League a few times. I understand yeah. he's more of a winger than a striker and uh, doesn't have a great goal-scoring record, but, I mean, adds experience... If he, if he can knock in a few and get a few assists, I mean, they're, they're pretty light yeah. up top. I think they've only got really Patrick Bamford is the only recognized striker, at least um, last season that was the case. Yeah. And uh, they've also got Helder Costa in from, from Wolves permanently. He was there on loan last year, but I think I think that's a that's a good pickup as well. But yes, it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm uh, it'd be interesting um, to get your views on how you think the Premier League should market this. I mean, it's obviously a massive club backing back in the back in the league. They've got a massive rivalry with Man United as well. So, yeah, uh, look, the first thing that comes to mind personally is nostalgia. I think they should really focus on that. Try to get people excited about the old league, old Leeds United coming back into town, but also they have that underdog factor to them as well, so they can use a bit of that. Um, and, and really try to enter these these markets like Asia and, and India and, and kind of say, hey, why support the Liverpools and the Man Cities when there's this brilliant historic club coming back, Leeds United, and, and kind of try to show what they've done in the past, making the semi-final of the Champions League um, and try to create some buzz around that. So we shall see how that goes on. Mm, exactly. Maybe just four-speed the, the highlights of Mark Raduca banging in four against Liverpool. Four goals. Down, yes. down everyone's throats. So moving on to North London uh, and my beloved Arsenal. We've uh, made some good signings. William, as I mentioned earlier, um, there will be a lot of Arsenal fans in London buying that jersey to kind of stick it up to the Chelsea fans. <laughs> um, but let's, let's hope that he... You know he does well, and obviously we are, we have signed. Um, well, we got William Salabar. He was on loan from Saint Etienne, I believe. Uh, we bought him last year, and he did well um, in his last season there. We we allowed them to keep him for for a season, and now that he's back, he looks really solid. And Gabriel, actually, we've got another Brazilian. So now that we've got three Brazilians, um, David Luiz, William, and Gabriel together, that can. And that, that, some sort of... the young striker too, isn't he Brazilian? Martinez or Martinelli? Martinelli, that's a very interesting one. He is Brazilian as far as I'm aware. I don't think he's he's been capped by Brazil. Um, he has put forward his desire to play for Brazil, but technically he can still play for Italy, um, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, through his father, but looks like he will... Um, if I was the Brazilian national coach, I would definitely give him a cap before the next World Cup, just, just in case. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got that Samba culture coming to Arsenal now, yeah. which is good to see. We've always had that French connection. Now we've got a Brazilian connection. No, no, it's it's, it's good. I mean, I, I think you've finally got uh, a structure in um, yeah. Mikel Arteta's regime. Um, mm. I mean, it's good to see after the, the Emery debacle. Um, Gabriel's an <laughs> good interesting evening. one. I mean, left-footed Gabriel, set, yeah. left-footed centre-back. Obviously, yeah. your, your defence wasn't great last season. Um, playing a back three. It might be that, I mean, you, you continue with the back three this season, see David Luiz's contract out, and then you can slot Gabriel into a into a back four. Um, yeah. Seems to be Mikel Arteta's preferred 
um, formation. I, but I prefer that to be honest as well. But I understand how the game goes, especially the English game, being so fast and um, you know you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to change your formation throughout the game. Mm. But yeah, we've signed. We also signed Cedric, um, who's a, who's a right back, I believe. So we're starting to really understand that defense has been an issue. And just the culture, I believe, right now within the club, they, they're really starting to like Arteta and his way. And it looks like he's a, um, a very good role model for the, for the guys, to be honest. So it's good to see him really coming into his own as well with those couple of trophies he's won. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, another, another transfer which, which has occurred in North London has been Joe Hart. Um, maybe he's trying to revitalize his career. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the number one, to be honest, straight away. They might give him a couple of games to, to win, win that jersey. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about that? Joe Hart, do you reckon he's trying to get back into the national team or if there's any way he can? I'm not really injuries? sure. I mean, um, there's been a lot of talk about where England goes with their goalkeeping stock next. Mm. I mean, a lot of people are starting to question Jordan Pickford. I know Gareth Southgate picked him against uh, Iceland on the weekend, but um, with Nick Pope and... Um, I've blanked on the guy from Sheffield United and Henderson as well. Um, Henderson, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously he'll be he'll be second choice to um, Hugo Lloris, but I mean, we've seen in the last few seasons Hugo Lloris is can can be a little injury prone. So, mm. I mean, if he can get a get get in that way with the Lloris injured or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I, I don't know. Joe Hart's a weird one. I still feel like he can he can do a job. I just think it's the confidence that's yeah. the massive issue with him. I mean, obviously, And he's a personality as well. So he'll be a fan favorite if, if they do win some games yeah, with even, him in goals. Even around the dressing room. I mean, the kind of standards that he's been known to set for himself will yeah. probably rub off on the other players. I mean, that's that's a very... Mourinho, Mourinho style player, I think. So, I mean, I, I don't see mm. him playing too much, but I mean, if he can get his confidence back and and do a job when required, I think that's a good pickup. That's a good point, mentioning Mourinho. Um, maybe he will be some sort of mentor uh, to work with Mourinho going forward. Who knows? Um, so, Liverpool champions. It's it's weird to say, but they are the champions. Um, I know that they've had a lot of speculation around money. I don't think he's going to leave for Barcelona now that Messi may stay. That um, his last year of his contract, um, but Thiago, I heard, is being heavily linked with Liverpool, and they could probably really use him. You know, as we saw, the other t- big teams are now you know signing these big midfielders. But I don't think he's going to leave Bayern Munich either. What do you think Liverpool should do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hearing hearing around the traps that. Um... If were if Liverpool were to sign uh, Thiago, they would need to move on Wijnaldum, who I think Robert yeah. uh, Koeman at Barcelona is very interested in. So yeah, I feel like if that transfer happens, then there'd be room for Thiago. I mean, what a player though! Watching him in the um, in the final stages of the Champions oh. League, he's, he's just so good on the ball, so composed. Yeah. I mean, his passing range is is something um, to behold, really, and particularly with a team like Liverpool that, that plays so quick on the break. I mean, if, if you've got someone in there like Thiago who can not only pass it uh, pass it short in, in the midfield but also break lines mm. with, with these longer balls, I mean, I think he's a terrific player. I would like to see him wear the armband of the next World Cup for Spain, personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, as the new players come through, 
But yeah, we'll see. I don't know what Liverpool really need at this stage. It's hard to say. I mean, they've got the. I don't know, they've got every piece of the puzzle pretty much, but it's just a matter of you know other teams are now boosting their their, their squads and can they continue this momentum yeah, going forward? That's exactly it. Well, they've got yeah. the um, Greek left back in Costa Simic. Yes, that should excite he... you, Nick. There's an Egyptian and a Greek there now, mate. You might have. To yes, that's true. Since... My heritage and and also with Arsenal, there's a Greek and Egyptian too. Oh, yeah, a couple true, of weeks, yeah. Um, it's good to see different nationalities, you know, being represented throughout the Premier League. That that's also good and. Um. Yeah, uh, that left back. I heard. I heard a story. I would have to probably back it up with some evidence. But I heard Klopp. He chooses his players based on certain um, aspects of of the footballer's um, game to which the club needs. So I think it was something to do with headers. He he puts in enough headers during the game or something like that, and that's what the team needed. So he's very moneyball esque. Klopp when it comes to his transfers. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, so I think he, he has a reason for that signing in particular. Um, and, you know, a lot of Greeks will probably jump on board in Liverpool right now. You see a lot of people jumping on that bandwagon, but now if you hear a Greek jumping on that bandwagon, you're like, oh, fair enough. It's because the Greek just signed for them. So <laughs> that's good for them as well. Football, ha- football transfers ha- have that um, ability as well. Um, actually, uh, something came to mind, which obviously we've been to a lot of A-League games, you know, you know, with the boys over the last few years. A couple of names have come to mind during this, during the last few minutes. And I just wanted to see what your thoughts are on these couple of names. Rogic and Moy. They have been linked overseas to Qatar and China. What, what do you make of those moves, potential moves? Well, I mean... Moy Moy has moved, my understanding. Um, that's official, yeah. That's yeah, official. To Shanghai SIPG, I think. So he's playing with Oscar and Hulk. I mean, my initial Fair reaction enough. to that was, um, oh God, why why is he leaving? Why, why is he a bit disheartened to be yeah, honest? Yeah, but like yeah. the bloke's thirty. I mean, he's, yeah, he's pretty pretty family oriented. Yeah, um, he's earning great coin over there. Um, yeah, he set his family up for really life pretty much. Him, but um, yeah. Tom Rogic, though, I mean, if he goes to Qatar, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, I, even yeah. I feel, I feel like a few seasons ago it was the time to move on from Celtic. I know yeah. there was interest in the Premier League. There but... was Arsenal. It came up with Arsenal at one stage in his career. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's been linked to yeah. Southampton, even even yeah. Brighton. That would be um, a good fit. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really know where he goes from here. I mean, he doesn't seem to be really. Uh, getting selected much with Celtic. I mean, the mm. the SPL season's already started. He hasn't played him. Yeah, um, I don't think. Azani's moved on, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets some good minutes there because he's kind of stagnated after that ACL injury. Oh yeah, but 15 I mean, minutes into his Celtic career. Yeah, I mean, from a soccer roost perspective, you obviously want your best players playing in the best leagues, and now Moy, who I think is mm. the soccer's best players, moved on to China. Same. Yeah, I think it's important that Rogic, players like Rogic and Arzani, um, get moves that in good leagues that will get them minutes. I mean, you saw Brandon yeah. Borello moving down to um, Bundesliga two um, last week, which I think is a good move for him because he wasn't getting much yeah. of a look in uh, last season in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, players like them, Matthew Leckie, I'm not sure what's going on with him now. Um, mm, maybe it's time to to move on a little bit. I'd like to see McLaren. I'd hate to say it, but I'd like to see him play in Europe again um, and, and go to the next World Cup. Mm. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll see with that. I mean, we've got young players. Adkinson from Melbourne City 
move to Perth Glory. I would have liked to see him go overseas, but that's just a bit. Of, that's just the way it is. A little bit for Rogic, to be honest. I I like the way he plays. Um, I think he may be a little bit lazy sometimes, but what hurt him, I think maybe hurt his egos when this whole talk about him potentially being the best Socceroo ever, that may have got to his head a little bit and that was too early on in his career. And skill-wise, potentially, but it's just now where does he go from here? I mean, I would like to see him do well, continue doing well at a team like Celtic, but I really don't want him to go to Qatar, to be honest. I don't think, you know, there's the money aspect, but... As a Socceroo fan, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to watch him play for the Socceroos knowing he's playing Qatar against those sort of players. So, yeah, we'll exactly, see. Exactly. We might end it there for today, but before I, before I can um, conclude today's episode, um, maybe we'll get a prediction on the Premier League before it starts, before the last couple of weeks of transfers. Who do you, uh, who do you think will round out the top four? Top four. Ooh, mm. Let me have a think about this. I mean, this is it gonna, is. It is. This is going to come back to bite me. Um, yes. Well, I've got an idea of the top four. I'm just not sure what order, and the also order. I don't want to seem like a Chelsea bandwagoner. Um, I'm yeah. going to go. I hate saying it, but I'm going to go Liverpool again to win. I yeah. mean, I, their their team is just so good, so well coached, so well drilled. Yeah. Their their passing movements. Uh, uh, ingrained in that in that front three, three, and I mean they're they're gonna be hard to stop. Um, yeah. And then I'll probably go Chelsea, Chelsea to come second. Um, yeah. Assume, assuming Frank Lampard can uh, tighten up the defence, hopefully Thiago Silva being there with a bit of experience will will help with that. Um, and then I'd probably say Man City. I yeah. mean they're always going to be in the conversation, and to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they. Either one or all came second. And then fourth place, I don't know about fourth place. I mean, Leicester's kind of dropped off. They haven't really... Mm. They were very unlucky last year not to come fourth yeah. or even third. Yeah. But I mean, after the lockdown, mm. they kind of fell off a cliff form-wise. I think um, yeah. I think Man United will, will come fourth. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the same top four as this year, last season. It is. Different uh, order. But... Order a little bit different, yeah. But yeah. I... I I'd love to see Arsenal back in Champions League football, but I, I have to admit, I don't think that we'll get there this year. Um, I think we might come fifth. I think I think United will come fourth. Um, top three, I think Chelsea might come third, and I think City will take it from Liverpool this year, but it's very early, you know. But I'd like to see what happens with Wolves. I know they've made a signing as well, a striker, a young striker, and Sheffield obviously had a very solid season, and Obviously, Tottenham is always there as well. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exciting times, mate. And it's come back around so soon. It's great stuff. Yes, that's one positive out of all this. <laughs> anyway, um, so thank you very much for coming on the show. No, I really, hope you had a, a good time. Yeah, Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you for listening in to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you once again, Pat Sexton, for joining me to discuss the English Premier League Football transfers as we eagerly await the start of a new season. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to Don't Forget Your Position, a sports marketing podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast app. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for new videos and also follow us on Twitter at DFYP Sports. We also on Facebook, Instagram, and even LinkedIn. Have a good week and we'll see you next time. See ya.